Hello, everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, and today I'm joined by Tia Kemp. Hello. <laughs> yeah. uh, King Cobb. How's it going? Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And Molly Scullion. Hello. We are here to discuss episode three of The Good Fight titled The Strip List. Uh, we always start with first impressions. Uh, so let's go to Tia. What do you got? Oh, my. What a sad episode full of tricks <laughs> yeah so much so so much and so many tricks and deceit uh from whispergate to the old oh uh, we didn't know we we thought he, he was a terrorist is he not a terrorist it was a trap um so i was so sad and depressed after the episode because i really got attached to Tariq, and um he was a, a mayor uh yeah. ah this was hard and a lot of thoughts on on sweet julius yeah yep 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 uh that's that's one mm -hmm. thing that i did text molly because i just watched the episode uh, a short while ago uh it was oh julius no <laughs> no yeah um, Low motion fall. i'll be honest with you I, this is helping me like jog I, I got my notes uh, not a full page this time but i still got my <laughs> notes i guess my first impression of it is i kind of i might feel differently about the subjects you guys just brought up because yeah i feel you different for trump? Because, huh <laughs> did you vote for trump no i voted for uh hillary and then i voted for um which grandpa one um <laughs> joseph robin there, biden pop up yeah the pop -up ice cream man <laughs> my, my big thing is i i think i might have a different feeling now, now that listening to some of your reactions to the episode, I think I might have a different feeling than, than you guys do. Molly, what do you got? This is to me where it, we, we start cooking. We're, <laughs> we're, we're fully back in, in the good verse. And, mm -hmm. and you really you really feel back in the flow with the twists and turns of the case. The, the plot thickening with our lovely Rendell family. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, I, I love it. <laughs> I've seen it and I'm still like, mm, but who is it? <laughs> wow. I love it. Uh, Jack. Like the episode, definitely one of the most interesting cases of the first season. And sadly, very, very relevant to the week we're recording this because we just we just done did it up in we Syria sure again. Did. Yep. As I keep saying, the the good wife, the good fight, they're uh, speculative fiction about the current moment. And they're, you know, you can go back a decade and see episodes that are still pressing today. And I think watching this episode this week was really like, oof, probably more relevant this week than whatever week it even aired originally. Yeah. yeah. Wow. For me, definitely enjoyed the episode. And it did feel, uh, as Molly was saying, we were in that in that good verse. Uh, mm -hmm. I love some of my favorite episodes of The Good Wife were the beat the clock episodes. As soon as there's uh, a moment where the uh, the judge gives a timeline or there's a timeline that they have to a deadline they have to meet everything just starts moving you see everybody kind of getting to work so i love those moments didn't quite end the way some of those tend to but i did enjoy uh the episode yeah there we got some we got some plot plot thickening throughout uh and yeah definitely some timely stuff but unfortunately it always seems like some of the topics that good what the good fight is covering right now are not gonna not be topical uh, mm -hmm. there's a better way to say that are always going to be topical, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, not gonna, not, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna, not. <laughs> not gonna, not be topical. Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. We're going to start with 
with the case. Uh, so my questions, and the gist here was that a doctor was performing uh, telesurgery uh, for someone in Syria, and the, the feds were charging him with aiding a terrorist. There's legal stuff in there. It's like code 22 of this or that or the other thing. And they kind of close in on him. And that's where the case kind of picks up. Um, and he has one line when it first begins where he's doing the surgery. Who's a, a, I guess it was a dentist uh, over in Syria that's, that's performing the surgery and he's kind of helping save this, uh, this kid's life. He hears the, like the sirens. Uh, I'll try to check in, but I may be out of circulation. And then they, they kind of close in. Um, and he hires, uh, hires Reddick Bozeman to kind of defend him. Well, he's, he's already a client of Diane's for like something very small, like something very routine. Uh, like mal, like he has like a malpractice suit or something going on. All right, she does mention that, but we don't see him in the, the good wife. No, you but it's I, I think one of my favorite ways that the show introduces like bonkers cases, and it's like, oh, he's our client for very small thing. Yeah, but big thing just happened. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, malpractice. What they charge him with? Terrorism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely fun, fun stuff there. I think what's in, something interesting about this storyline is that, and something great about a lot of the storylines in this show is that it's not just like we're showing you a case. It's that like each case has like a dramatic question at its core. Mm -hmm. And I think like the question here or a question here is like about the possibility of rehabilitation, you know, because they're obviously trying to persecute they're, they're, they want to let the government wants to let this kid die um or as we learned at the end not necessarily they want to bring out the brother uh but the whole case uh from the defense is first off we write to state this kid uh and secondly he's going to try to bring his brother back you know he is go he is talking to a terrorist but it is a terrorist that is his brother that he would like to not be a terrorist anymore yeah you know, and how much leniency leniency should that be allowed when this person is, you know, threatening to kill people if they don't save his brother, but is still like, you know, the hu how much humanity do we lend those who act inhuman, mm. you know, which is a much deeper question than I think it digs into because there's like a lot of other stuff that's getting, but I, I love that this show just sort of scratches at those questions mm -hmm. and lets you know those questions should be asked even if they don't have the answers. Yeah, and it it's definitely, uh, this particular, the way that things pan out is definitely rough because at first I'm watching and it's like, oh, they got the, he's a, oh, big twist, he's a US citizen. Um, and uh, they, they find the mom uh, and Marissa goes and talks to her and you think that everything is like, ah, oh, here it is. She's gonna clear everything up and then end up using the original charge, uh, which was uh, providing material or aid to a uh, terrorist, um, and they use that uh, the plane ticket. That's uh, mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I actually really like. Um, is uh, when I was when I was but a wee lad uh, in in Northeast Philadelphia, going to high school. Uh, I wanted to be a lawyer primarily because of Law and Order. It made it look so cool how they got stuff done. But like, not to bring Law and Order in, but like parts of that and parts of this episode is like the little I, I compare I compare being a lawyer 
or being a lawyer and honestly being an adult sometimes where it's like you got to play two sides at the same time but don't let the one side you're on know about the like it's it's a lot of like very fine tuning and one of my favorite parts is i think i think um i think they have like a not a general but like a sergeant or lieutenant being questioned about mm-hmm. a certain topic he slipped with like one word he said mm-hmm. something and ISIS. the look yeah, it, yeah, it, there it is. <laughs> but like, one word. Uh, one word. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't got an envelope. I was going to do your car. Um, uh, but like the one thing that got me was like the look of sheer terror in his eye when he was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. They know. And like, <laughs> it, like just to, just to play that the game within the game, I, yeah. I, I really like that part of, of this case uh, specifically. Yeah, and there were a couple of different moments within the case where they had the someone said something or someone slipped. Uh, it was the ISIS moment, and then you see Luca uh, and Diane's eyes like light up. There was the moment where they say something about the plane ticket, uh, and then you see the other dude's eyes light up. So everybody knows something. Oh, and then it, then it didn't even matter. Yeah, it didn't yeah. even matter in the end. That's the the, the worst mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, uh, is that they this this kid who went overseas to try and get his brother out of that life i guess uh, unlike the uh, unlike the main thir- thing that surgeon's known for no happy endings on this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love I, the way i love that movie movie wow we love that tv show <laughs> and the fact that i know that adam polly uh is like my birthday twin i love i love happy endings it's so good I think also an important element of the of the case is that um, the mother won't speak to Jay, mm-hmm. and I think that that is like folded in in such a way that um, w- was was very interesting in a sort of like you know that the good uh, the good fight writers that that's not just put there to go away like because it wasn't really addressed again for the rest of this episode but just planting that seed of like this isn't done. And I think going back to what we've discussed before with the um, Marissa's role and not totally understanding the the harm she might be doing, mm-hmm. I think it, it really starts to hit on that in a really interesting way. But again, yeah. that's an option of the case. Might be uh, no, dipping no, no. into it's, another cat. It's, 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 in, it's in the case, cha-cha. Um, <laughs> because that's our first introduction to Jay, mm-hmm. right? This, mm-hmm. this episode, yeah. uh, great character. Um, mm-hmm. and, be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he's stepping or Marissa is stepping on he's she, she's stepping on his toes um, mm-hmm. and he kind of confronts her in a very pleasant way about like you know what are you doing <laughs> That's, that mm-hmm. if, if people need to do something like that come to me um, uh, so she does she does go uh, to him um, and they kind of what what did she she go to him for oh Diane needed uh mm-hmm. the witness and then he tracks him down and then mm-hmm. they then they kind of team up and, and go to the uh what was it a fabric store yeah yeah go to the fabric store to uh uh together i don't know the whole thing's just really sad and i think i think of it in a different way where i just get frustrated on who makes the laws mm-hmm. <laughs> and who are they for and i think about how uh laws can be twisted to get people who are guilty to make it so that they're not and then the people who should be innocent to make it so that they're guilty and how that a lot of that just depends on how you look and where yeah. you're from and how much mm-hmm. money you have um and it, it was so odd too because there was at one, one there was one point where the judge was like well 
the law says what it says. Like you could tell that she was like, I, I personally want you to keep working on, like you should, of course you should save his life, but because of the mm-hmm. law, I have no choice, you know? And so it's kind of like, well, dang, why are we even here? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. And, and the, the, to find out that after all of that, the fact that the, you know, so many people died at the end, but you know, which is, you know, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, the show, but this stuff happens in real life all the time. But man, that really, oh, like my stomach just dropped <laughs> when all of that happened. I thought the mom and, oh, uh, anyway. And who is freaking the men in black that kept messing it up? It's just let, let, let them be, let them finish. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I'm just yeah. very frustrated. Poor guy was trying to help uh, and risking his freedom to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. is on the run. <laughs> he's, uh, he has it. He's trying to do this on an iPad running around, uh, Chicago, um, trying to save a life. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that popped up here was the, uh, Barb assigning Luca to this case, right? Uh, yeah. as, as the second chair or is it first chair? Second chair? Yeah. Second chair. Yeah. Cause Diane would be first. Um, and Diane wasn't quite on board with that, uh, but she, of course, dealt with it. They had a quick um, uh, exchange about that. And she's like, were you in the habit of um, overruling your junior um, partners or whatever it was? Um, and Adrian kind of calls Barb out on that a little bit and says, I know what, <laughs> I know what's going on here. I know, yeah. I know what you're up to. It's fine. Uh, and they have a real fun moment where... She says, do I ever question your leadership all the time? And then they just kind (laughs) of have this real fun laugh together. Like, all right. Yeah, you got me. I see. Yeah. Colin and and Luca. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Big old thumbs down. He knew what he was doing. I do not trust that Lyola. Wait, Lyola. Lies. Lyola. I don't like Colin. (laughs) I was not sure what you were trying to do there, (laughs) but I got it. Yeah, I don't like Colin. He knew what was up, and I, I, I and I also it, I, I, see. This is where I want to. I'm so tempted to ask. Like, I really hope Colin and Luca are not going to be a thing. I hope this is a one and done. We see him, and then he's gone because I don't like him, and I do not want them to hook up. They better not hook up. Uh, they better if not. I, if I had to guess, I feel like they are presenting this in a way that he's he's not he, he's going to come back. I don't know about next episode. But I think he's going to come back. Yeah, I, I would compare his role kind of to like uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry in The Good Wife, where it's just like when they need, or like whoever the actor who played Matan was, just when like they need an ADA, they're going to go to this familiar face uh, so that we always, so that like we have like a connection to that person that the good guys are always up against. What do y'all think? Do you think that the whole time it was like an act and they knew who exactly, who the brother was and use that whole thing just to i think who's who's they oh um colin colin and his people in the military do you think Mm. the whole thing was an act in terms of them being like basically the brother was in the terrorist went to go get you know his brother you get it um Mm -hmm. Uh, were they playing stupid no uh i don't think that the lawyer colin was playing stupid i think that he was playing stupid to the extent that he had more information uh, about the identity uh, and some wrinkles to the case that he didn't feel were relevant or that could lose him the case. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I don't think he knew the final outcome, which of course was he was being used to delay everything. Um, I don't think so. I can see yeah. how he could be lying <laughs> about everything, um, but I don't think so. Jack? Yeah, I, I think it was one of those moments where I think it was just a not greatly written TV moment at the end where he's like, they used me. That that <laughs> right. felt very like, okay, we need to catch we need to catch some members of the CBS audience up in case they can't walk that little extra step. <laughs> Which is something that I think happens a lot on all of their shows. Like there will be a very like nuanced realization that an actor can convey without words. And like, ah, some people aren't gonna fucking get it if we don't spell it out. So we gotta spell it out. Because <laughs> he said it so fast. He was like, he did. I was you, you, you know. <laughs> Like, dang, calm down. <laughs> Let's go watching the news here. Uh, this we was... also don't know why he would care about that. We don't have any indication why he would care about being used, yeah. is the thing. Yeah. Uh, this was another loss for, mm -hmm. uh, for the, at least as far as we've seen. Um, there, there's 50 lawyers, as we know, and eight partners, as they said in this, this episode. And there's a lot of cases going on. But what they're showing us is loss. Last week, there was a loss. This week there's a mm -hmm. loss. Um, Are we going to keep track and keep like a scoreboard? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Tom was watching. Yeah. I actually think that's super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think should. we should. Um, I'll take I'll take that up. I'll I'll try yeah. to keep, stay uh, pay attention to all that. Yeah, one of the pages of your notes. Yep. Tickers. Uh, there was also a fun moment where Luca and Diane were kind of good cop, bad cop, because they show up at the thing and Diane's like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. And um, did you know he's a terrorist? <laughs> it's just like, are you two together? Two two things. One, I didn't recognize the, the, um, the surgeon being the guy from Happy Endings. I thought he was the dad from um, growing up ground, grounded for life. Does anybody remember that classic? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aught um was that donald logue donald logue? i think that was him yeah yeah it was two redheads and i got them confused so i feel bad about that but the fact that i thought he was the, the dumb dad from boston i couldn't see him as a surgeon so that's why it kind of took me out of the case maybe a little bit and the second thing was how good was chicago's wi-fi he had a whole seriously <laughs> like 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 to be <laughs> to have a video connection that strong all the way Mm -hmm. in the middle east while you're walking <laughs> around trying to dodge uh trying to dodge uh g-men like wow it was it, yeah so those are the two things that kind of maybe that's why i don't feel super like connected or like oh to the case because i wasn't really fully invested into it maybe mm. Mm -hmm. and he was on the guest wi-fi too um, <laughs> like you, no use your hotspot you're a doctor you can afford the hotspot on your phone the hotspot <laughs> Any other uh, thoughts on the case before we move on? Then we move on to Ventura Bridge. Uh, the gist mm. here is that there is a company that, well, first it, it opens up with Barb going over the financials and saying, you know, how just how they're doing. Everything looks good. Adrian's ready to get out of there. He's like, cool, I'm out. Uh, and Barb's like, not so fast. We have this one, this one company, Ventura Bridge, uh, some kind of cell company or something that if they don't pay, because they're late on their retainer, if they don't pay, they're $12 million behind, which would mean that 
all the partners have to cough up an extra $300,000, an extra $300,000, while Diane at this point still hasn't paid her capital contribution. Which I like, I like how sneaky they were about that. Just <laughs> yeah. they were like, kind of like, we're like, hey, don't forget, she still owes us money. <laughs> she's like, because the way, even the way she read yeah. it off, she was like, and um, we're still waiting on a contribution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Barbara's going to look for any opportunity to uh, point out the IOUs mm -hmm. uh, that Diane seemingly is going to rack up. The rest of this story is that Ventura Bridge doesn't want to deal with Reddick Bozeman because of, they don't want to upset the Trump administration, which is playing a big part in this series, as it was said was going to happen. Um, uh, direct directly impacting this uh, this series and this uh, law firm because of their police brutality cases. It's going to upset the Trump admin because they're doing the right thing. They start looking for someone to. Uh, it was just a really funny moment when Adrian opens up the the door. Who voted for Trump? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then they cut they cut away, and then we find out that ah, uh, this was heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because he's one of my favorite characters in the Good Verse. Julius uh, Kane, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Julius Kane, mm -hmm. uh, is uh, a Trump supporter. Doesn't seem to be too proud about it, um, <laughs> but he is. Uh, and they use him uh, to kind of sell to win over Ventura Cap. Uh, what is it? Ventura Bridge, um, and they retain that account. Um, this might just be a fun extra fact, but I really like that. What what's his name who plays Julius Kane? Um, Michael Boatman. Thank you. Um, the, he he did an interview about finding out this character he played for years voted for Trump, and like <laughs> and how hard that was for him to like to admit to, and what that brought to the character, and that humility aspect was a big part of it. I think he he talked um, uh, with the writers about him being that embarrassed about it and, mm -hmm. and the and the reasons that he might have done it a little more in depth. And I think it really pays off um, big time because yeah. it, it is um, so nuanced rather than mm -hmm. just this like very cut and dry kind of situation. And mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the moment where he goes into the office uh, with Barb, uh, closes the door, like, I got to talk to you. And she's like, what is it? Is this a no? And then there's a silence. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, rough. Uh, but yeah, he, he ends up saving saving the day. Uh, and there's that other lawyer, which because that's also a pretty good uh, within this, uh, Andrew Hart. I uh, call from, him Clarence Carson. Oh, that? I just combined Clarence Thomas with Ben Carson for this guy. <laughs> 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 there's always uh, one. There's always oh. one black dude who's that guy who's like, <laughs> you know, Trump supporter. Yeah. And yeah. that's who that guy is. Yeah, Not well, Julius, but the other guy. Yeah. They go up, they have lunch with this, uh, with this guy uh, who right now I believe is Tia's background <laughs> and his, uh, as he is standing outside the elevator is like nah i'll take the next one scumbag they're on the elevator down and barb is like uh it's me i made some i, I did some speeches whatever and he's like nah it wasn't that a lot of people made speeches and what could it be and adrian is just like this light bulb goes off in his head 
pulls the stop, hits the 30th floor, they go right back up and he starts snapping pics of um, this dude uh, from Ventura Bridge meeting with Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Hart. Um, and then we get more of Jay, uh, mm-hmm. who comes in and explains that the whole thing about the Trump administration and why they are hesitant to do business with um, Reddick Bozeman, who he is, what his deal is. And again, it's all because of the police brutality cases. Maybe, I don't know, man. I like I, I know I know I I call my shot way too way too soon like at the start saying like I feel like I feel different about the show than or episode than everybody else, but I really do like I saw that shit coming a mile away like <laughs> I knew either he was he he voted or he he wouldn't because like in my mind, uh no offense to anyone out there but he's a prototype he or from what I've seen is very little of the character he's a prototypical. Um, black Republican, whereas though he either was raised with money or even without money, um, and if it's without, it might be even worse because he worked that much harder to get out um, of whatever situation he was in. Um, so because of that, as evil and putrid as that piece of orange garbage is, in 2017, that represented, I think in, in people's minds, that represented a better possibility of making more money and mm. just greed took over more than anything. Now, if you try to compare that to like fast forward four years and you try to find an honest person saying that they did vote, then that's completely lost cause. But back in 17, Trump was still, uh, um, it was still a farce. It was still like, uh, mm-hmm. cause I, I don't know about you guys, but I know throughout the entire, the entire um, lead up to it, I was like, he, no, he'll, somebody will get him out. No, he, he's not going to. No, no. So like it was like a f- fun thing for people, I think. Um, and my thing is, where was the security? Why is this man that does not work here just sitting in a partner's office for like hours? Yes. How long was he in his office? Yes. In the dark. <laughs> not uh, even doing the, uh, anything. <laughs> it turns on the light looking for me. Exactly. Um, Very creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end there, uh, uh what I think you're mentioning, Keen, is when he confronts, uh, not confronts, I keep using that word, it's not the, the right word. Um, he stalks yeah. <laughs> in the office yeah. uh, and talks to uh, Julius and says, well, he basically warns him about being a Trump voter, uh, especially within within that firm, because you have, uh, even earlier, you have uh, Adrian say, we got eight partners, 50 staff, not one person. Um, and Barb kind of uh, says, well, one person that not even one person that's willing to admit it. Um, but it may very well be the case, at least that Julius is one person. Uh, and he kind of laughs him off. Um, he, he laughs off Andrew Hart's uh, warnings about being ostracized. And, you know, they're going to this the coming to you for help is going to slow down. And then it's going to stop and then they won't be like walking by your door and it gets dire, more dire by the by the sentence. Mm. Uh, and he laughs him off. And then he has that moment where he's looking around at everybody. Julius has that moment where he's looking around at everyone. Uh, and he, from his perspective at least, that's a little bit happening. Uh, you see some people talking yeah. at that classic stereotypical moment. Uh, somebody reaches over. That's so... <laughs> that... Yeah, that part of it, it 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 irked me so much, because being um being an ostracized black man a lot of my life, 
uh, being like the, the biggest one, the dorkiest one, the nerdiest one or whatever. So I've seen that. And it's just like in that situation, when you make money, I don't care. I mean, for <laughs> maybe that's me personally. So like that whole whisper, whisper kind of thing that goes back to um, what we were talking about earlier, as far as uh, the, 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 the government's lawyer being like, I did not know. Oh, that was just, mm-hmm. I think that was just there to be like, Hey, look, it's happening already. Even though <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, was a, it was too much. I think that's all. Yeah. Well, I, I think something super interesting about the character of Julius Kane is that even in this firm, like throughout all the good wife, he like pops up pretty frequently. Seven seasons of the good wife is pretty much like the black lawyer at that firm. Aside from like Michael Ely showing up for a hot second mm. Yeah. And like Tay Diggs being there for six episodes and then just <laughs> right, abandoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one knows what happened to him. <laughs> yeah. uh, Julius Kane is like a constant presence. Uh, and he was the outsider. He, uh, you know, had to suffer. I, I the character's name is escaping me, but uh, the actor Zach Grenier's, you know, bullshit, not even microaggressions, just aggressions. Um, David Lee, David Lee's. Uh, mm-hmm just aggressions for like seven seasons. And then finally we come back and we see him again uh, and we imagine, okay, finally somewhere where this dude's probably fucking appreciated. <laughs> and now we start to see this moment where it's like, oh, yeah. we put all that at risk. And I think if, if I feel bad for the character, but I love this choice for like me as an audience member and like for the actor to like get some really meaty opportunities with yeah. storylines. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they finally realized, like, oh, we've had Michael Boatman here the whole time. Let's use him. Mm. (sighs) The card from the other lawyer, uh, from Andrew Hart. Um, Do you, uh, Tia Keen, see this getting worse for Julius and leaving to go to that firm? I really, really hope not. Uh, Andrew, uh, aka Clarence Carson, he's his whole vibe is very like Disney villain. Like I'm here to tempt you. Like he's like the Ursula in my mind of the Good Fight. Um, you know, like if if you want a voice, uh, come here. And I'm like, no. So I really um, hope that doesn't happen. And uh, try not to look at Jack and Molly because they they know. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's not like he was a proud Trump supporter and it didn't even sound like he was into Trump. It was more, oh, I, I'm just about conservative policies. And he, I don't know, even just the fact that it seemed like he reflected on like, oh, I know. Like, so he's he doesn't seem like a jerk who's really leaning into it, you know? Um, no. So I hope he doesn't. And, but I, it, they're setting it up so that he will. Yeah. yeah. He seems way more like a Romney Republican. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this upcoming, have they, and this is just has to do with, with time. I don't think this would be a spoiler. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is the first season. Uh, what is the most recent season that's aired for? Fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so has each one of those covered one year of the Trump, like has spanned one year or have they kind of timeline wise? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like the good verse, you can always kind of assume that like when you are watching it, it is happening at like the time the episode aired. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Cause now yeah. I'm very curious to see how 
what how the rest of the series up through season four goes. Um, mm-hmm. But once I'm caught up, seeing what that fifth season kind of looks like and and how everything that we're likely going to deal with that we're dealing with mm-hmm. already within the first three episodes, how it changes or evolves or doesn't under yeah. a new administration. I keep thinking they got to they got to give like a thirty episode order to season five. <laughs> there's just there's too much. Yeah. There's too much to cover. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how much fun it's going to be to, to to see how they they take what's going on and not only use it in the show but use it to such an extreme that I didn't realize they could do so successfully. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun. So. Yeah, it if they it's weird because they can't necessarily mirror what happened with Trump because that mm-hmm. was in that first opening with uh, with Diane um, because the way that this election uh, was kind of spread out over days. I'm just, I, I'm really looking forward to see how they play with play with things. They're gonna do. I bet you the the uh, the election is gonna span at least like four episodes. Whereas though, like <laughs> they're doing stuff and everything, and then just once an episode, like, hey, any uh, anybody check the uh, the numbers? Anybody check the count? No, yeah. <laughs> still okay. And then go about whatever they're doing. Yeah, let's get them in in one one of the sixty plus cases that Trump has brought. <laughs> uh, let's play with oh, one of those. Um, all right. We have four seasons of talking about that potential. Let's go mm. to Maya within this episode. Uh, so we pick up right where we left off. Uh, Hi, Uncle Jax. And hey, how are you these days? He asks. <laughs> Gumbag. Um, everything's falling apart in her life. Dad's in jail. Parents are separated for that reason. And she caught him with with her mom. Come on. Um she says, good, very good. Um, and she has that confrontation with, uh, with Lenore um, after she leaves. Um, she's meeting with uh, Yisha, again, love Yisha, as in this role, um, who is, is giving her really good advice, too. Uh, I, you want to meet with your dad? I will go with you. Um, so everything is on the record. But of course, we have those moments where um, both lawyers are there, and they find a way to... Um, kind of whisper <laughs> instructions mm. into each other's ears to try and get some information. Um, yeah, so the, the end of this uh, has Maya getting information from Uncle Jacks to her dad. Um, she's unsure how everything is going to go with her mom because this is this is going to destroy Uncle Jacks. What about mom? <laughs> it was so blase about it. He was like, I don't know. I got my list. I don't know what you're going to do, but uh, I'm good for yeah. tonight. Yeah. Maya played herself. That's all I'm going to say. That was, how, how so? That was, she, she just did. I, she just automatically assumes that her dad is a hundred percent innocent and I'm fighting for what's right. I got, I got your back dad and I'll, I'll go and find the information and give it to you. And it's like, dude, like you have no idea. Like you just got here. You just figured all this stuff out and you didn't even figure mm-hmm. it out. So th- that whole thing, I'm like, man, her dad is really using her. Um, and I don't know, there's something about uncle Jack's with the, Right. Every, yeah. So it's, she's trying to kind of get the upper hand, um, but she's being played. Um, the other thing I, I have to say, I really, really was tripping as I was watching this with the whole whisper trick. It's like the oldest trick in the book. Like when my mom was like, you know, don't send dad to the store. I was like, got it. And I'd hug my dad would be like, 
dad, give me. it's like, I don't know. I just, I thought that was great. I could relate to that. Um, and yeah, yeah no I don't touching. know. It's just, I just feel bad for Brian. <laughs> no touching moment. I don't know why, but like, I really, really enjoy the fact that the episode started right when the other episode ended. Like it didn't give a chance. Like um, it probably would be great if you watched it back to back, but it didn't give a chance for you to, how can I say this? So if you're watching a week to week, it's like you're you're right back in it. You didn't miss any time. Boom, right, right back in the shits. Everything is still fucked. Let's go. Let's figure this out. Let's <laughs> see what's going on. And the look, like as much as I dislike, I gotta say this. Yeah, as much as I dislike the character Maya so far, I do. I'm starting to like the actress playing her, just because she, f- in three episodes, she's found so many different ways to show that she's sad and i just <laughs> applaud it being a sad boy myself to fight through it the biggest thing the, the one way i know she's sad she has so much time to get an umbrella she just walked into the rain and just stood by her car and talked to her mother yeah i i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go yeah you okay say bye uncle jacks for me and like it was just so um artistically i'm enjoying what she's doing with that character but mm-hmm. god i hate the character like the character <laughs> is just not there yet for me I, I i'm one of those people on this pod that is a little um uh not too fond of uh maya the character at the moment this episode not so much uh i'm i, I think i found myself uh her kind of growing on me a little bit more mm. um i don't know i can't really point to exactly why but just it felt a little bit more nat. The performance felt a little bit more natural this episode than it, it did in other uh, in the previous two. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my favorite moment of that plotline actually had nothing to do with any of the Rendells. It was the uh, Marissa phone call. Yes, just because oh, so I think I, that was so playful. It gave uh, Marissa a chance to just be ten out of ten charismatic, which she's so good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also was like a great character moment for her to like sort of like prove her worth to Jay. And it's like, yeah, like she was stepping on toes and she acknowledged it, but like, she's also like, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Like she's not stupid, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and I think was... that, Good. I, I think it was a really great like building block towards what seems to be the start of their partnership and their work relationship. Yeah. Her stall tactics were so fun mm-hmm. um and he's getting so angry uncle jack yeah. is on the other line like what what is this about she's not my lawyer yeah but you gotta understand uh and then she starts reading off what is essentially a uh isp provided uh <laughs> <Yeah>. wi-fi <laughs> password <laughs> uh it starts off sounding like a phone number and then it just mm-hmm. you know, all the everything just starts going to um going south um yeah uh tia keen who is in the wrong with this uh, scheme? Is it Uncle Jacks? Is it Uncle Jacks and Lenore? Or is it Henry? Because right now, I don't know. To quote, um, to quote a, a great man by the name of uh, Abraham Simpson, um, <laughs> little column A, little column B. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I think is enough blame to go all around, honestly. Um, I'm very interested to see where the levels are 
like if it's 50 50 60 40 70 30 like i want to see where it is because it's like no matter anytime you go into business with a friend or business period to not know what's going on Mm. or to even have like i've known things happen but i don't say anything so like you know or you have a feeling what's happening um so i want to i'm interested to see how that plays out and here's the thing i hope that gets wrapped up in the first season um and t is doing her trick where she's trying to read uh their eyes to see if they (laughs) get stuff away um but no i want to i want to i hope that that clears up because i want to see the ramifications from whatever happens from that because i think that can lead to something else to another story arc because if 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 you watch the flash they have the same trick where like something happens like "Uh uh-uh don't forget about this because that comes up in the next Mm -hmm. season so that's i'm interested to see that i was gonna go in the direction that Keen was going. Like, they're all guilty. However, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a risk, and I could be wrong. Um, That moment at the end of the episode when Maya was interacting with her dad, he just seen. I felt like we got a glimpse of who he really is. And with Uncle Jack's, the way he was acting on the phone, you know, he just seems just like, (laughs) very like, oh, come on. What's (laughs) going on here? Get Diane on the, like, you know? And then, um, Bernadette Peters, bless her sweetheart, I will never speak ill against that woman, uh, is she, you know, she's just trying to, you know, just It's not just what it looks that. like. You got it all right. wrong. <laughs> right. And we probably do. Whereas the dad, homeboy in the orange, you know, oh, the, they got me. It's like, nah, you, you, it's probably just really you. Um, so, and really quick, spoiler alert for anyone who has not seen The Undoing. So pausing for that, but sometimes it's just who, who, who did it is who did it, you know, and there's no <laughs> tricks. Yeah, I think uh, I, I know I already know, but also like they got too much money. I, even if they're not guilty, they're wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the interesting moments I felt within uh, when she goes and talks to her father uh, in prison with the lawyers present, she doesn't quite come out and say that what what exactly she found when she went to the house which is uncle jackson mom she kind of feeds him the information by asking questions like leading questions like do you have any reason to think that to, to fear mom or uh uncle jacks or any any have they done it it was just interesting way to go about it um and he gets visibly upset uh and says that i think we need to end this uh and that's when he hugs her uh, and gives the watchdog 0505 or whatever the hell the uh, <laughs> password was to uh, to get in and uh, get the, I bet get that the goods. Was hot. The what? Oh. Yeah. It was funny too, just watching the lawyers spring up like, ah, get up. What are you doing? Stop it. Uh, and then when they're in a the car and Yisha's trying to see what she's writing. What does he tell you? Oh, he just, you know, it was nothing. Um, and she's like scribbling down exactly what she remembers it before she forgets it. Can um, I just say yeah. that was possibly like, I've, I I noticed very slight things and like when I like it, I love it. So like, um, I think uh, Isha, the jacket she wore with the, with like the trim and the houndstooth. Oh, wow. 
that was a jacket. I'm just saying it was a really good jacket, almost <laughs> up there with the leather jackets that uh, Captain America wore in, in the Marvel Universe. Just good jacket. That's okay. awesome. When when you go back to the Good Wife, you're gonna love Kalinda. You don't know Kalinda. Uh, Kalinda's yeah. never gonna show up in the Good Fight. I can promise you that. That's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. You're when gonna love you Kalinda. Miss Kalinda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot about her. Wow. Really yeah, quick, did, did does anyone feel like Yisha's character changed from episode, from, I guess not episode two, but from when we first saw her to this episode, she seemed way more aggressive and confident and whereas well, in the she beginning- She had to deal with was- Maya. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the same way. But look here, look look here, child. I'm your yeah. lawyer. Listen to me. I've been a lawyer longer than you. So I, I think that's where it came from. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was like, it, her energy felt like, yeah, it's me. Sorry, you're stuck with me. And then it was like, I'm going with you. And yeah. So I don't know if it, they adjusted that for some, I mean, I like it. I just, it been, felt like a different person. That could have been a pilot kind of thing where like they wanted mm-hmm. her to play a certain way in the pilot. And then, all right, you're a hard ass in episode three. Get to it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, because they kind of painted her as uh, she was, a lawyer, I think it was six months longer than uh, Maya was at this point. So maybe they felt like portraying them both as noobs. Yeah, <laughs> might be might be off. I don't know mm-hmm. balance wise yeah. for the show. Um, I enjoyed this uh, um, more confident version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the episode? Uh, particularly, is there anything that came up within the episode that you feel is going to greatly impact? upcoming episodes oh (laughs) i want to see and i don't i don't want no hints but i want to (laughs) see if there's a um i'm so weird i like seeing interactions with like side characters a lot so Mm -hmm. like the way that they seem like they knew that bar and that bartender um i want to see if stuff like that comes up or because like, like you guys say that there's a lot of characters from uh, the good universe or the good wife that comes back to the good fight. So I want to see different like pop in. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I know you. So I'm interested to see mm-hmm. how that builds and develops. Two things uh, really quick. So the first thing um, just in general about the episode that I didn't get a chance to share later. I really, really love just the moment uh, when the entire office, we find out the entire office except for Julius voted for Trump. And watching that on mainstream television, it felt very much like something in black culture that's normally like kitchen table vibe that was just kind of put out there. And I was like, yeah, like that's, we just know like those unspoken moments. So anyway, I just wanna say, I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And I'm looking forward to more of that. To answer your question about something that's gonna continue on the whole dynamic with, with Jay, uh, the investigator, there was that moment where uh, Marissa Mm -hmm. came in and uh, Diane thanked her. She was like, oh, thank you so much. And she was trying to be like, but it was, uh," you know, it wasn't (laughs) me. It was, she didn't get a chance to say, oh, actually Jay helped. And so that kind of, kind of fell off. But um, I feel like that's going to kind of be a continuous thing. And hopefully Jay doesn't get fired or accused of anything. I'm kind of like, let's protect Jay. Um, so I'm a little keeping my eye on that situation. I hope yeah. he keeps his job. <laughs> Jack and Molly, is there anything non-spoilery uh, that came out of this episode that you can talk about heading into next week or upcoming <laughs> mm-hmm. thematic? I'm struggling 
to think of without spoiling, but I, I don't think this is a spoiler, but like I was very delighted to have Jay introduced because I forgot exactly when that happened. And yeah, um, I really enjoy what that character brings to the show. Yeah, I was surprised that it takes a couple episodes just because yeah. he feels like such a core part to avoid spoilers. I'll say the early part of the show, who knows what happens in the later seasons, but just that Jay to me is such a core part of the good fight ensemble mm-hmm. that to see him here is like, finally, mm-hmm. oh, okay, everyone's here. Everyone I've invited to my fun little TV show party has arrived. <laughs> uh, I was looking up because I couldn't remember where I saw Colin before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had gone onto the IMD page for this particular website. Uh, and um, I saw this name and then I looked across and it was Luca. Uh, and her name, Luca Quinn, is already a fun name. Do, mm-hmm. Does anybody know her real name? I just looked it up today. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot yeah. her first name, but her the last name is Jumbo. Actress? Yeah, Kush <laughs> yeah. Jumbo. Kush Jumbo. Yeah. It's such a great name. Yeah. Um, that's all. Uh, well, do you know uh, <laughs> the, the actor who plays Jay's real name? No. Yeah, I love this name too. Nyam- I think I'm, I, I may be pronouncing it wrong. Nyambi Nyambi. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing. Great name. This came up on a previous episode uh, where we didn't know, or one of us, I think it was maybe Keen, didn't know, I didn't know either, uh, that uh, Luca was actually British. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another thing that is quickly confirmed with her IMDb, IMDb page <laughs> <laughs> because it is so many of the, uh, the, the British shows. Um, even once I've seen that, I just didn't recognize her, her from. Even going back to Torchwood, Torchwood days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, let's I, I, some, I'm sorry, Jack, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I, I was watching an interview with her, and the reason she ended up on uh, The Good Wife itself was because I think because Christine Baranski saw her doing a one woman show on Broadway and went to the creators, mm-hmm. like, you need to see this person. Oh, sure. And then they did. And they were like, we need to put you on our television <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. All right. Let's hit some winners and losers. We'll start with the losers first. Uh, Molly, who you got as a loser for this episode? My loser is me because oh, no I way. had to I had to look at Uncle Jax's bare feet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those Flintstones! Yeah, yeah oh. they really were those Hobbit. Gross. Feet. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, Tia. <laughs> <laughs> um, my winner for the episode is Adrian because um, I don't know if he's been cheated on in the past or what, but. I love how quick thinking he was when he realized, hang on a second, uh, homeboy's got a double date. Mm. And he went back up the <laughs> elevator. So there was quick thinking with that. And also quick thinking to just ask the entire office, like who voted for Trump. So I feel like he did a lot of uh, moves that were just very quick witted and smart that just ultimately saved the day. So and, and getting those pictures from the elevator, that was sweet. Yeah, it's like, who else you dating, girl? <laughs> and you had Adrian as your winner? Was that right? Yeah, Adrian, okay. yes, for sure. Okay. Uh, we're going to continue on with uh, Losers Jack. Who do you got as Oh, a- shit. That's all right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you get uh, I think for Loser, uh, I definitely have to say Syria. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. Bad so. uh, times over there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to go with... Um... Uh, I feel weird about this, but I can't remember the dude's name, but the guy that was um, the lawyer for the government 
because Colin, uh, Colin, not only did his boyish charms did not work, not only did he thought did he think that he had a, a shot with Luca, and as soon as she turned decided to turn the news up, that was completely done. <laughs> but he gave up yeah. half of his lunch. A whole half of a yeah. of a burger that Luca didn't even finish eating. She had like two bites. The classic, yeah. oh, I'm I'm too busy to have to go to work kind of move. We're like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm so hungry. I'm all right. All right. And then it just rolls. So he definitely lost heavy. And yeah. then the fact that he had to pull out that I I had no idea. That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. definitely loser. Um well actually Tia, let's hear your loser to complete the circuit. My loser uh is uh Maya. Just because it's like she's getting played, but she don't realize she's getting played and, and used with the whole situation um, with her dad. Um, mm-hmm. But you see it in her face at the end where she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have uh, given you those details without more information. So she's my loser for this episode, bless her heart. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with the mother, uh, the mm-hmm. Syrian mother who was in the, in the U.S. Uh, because, damn found out that her her son who went over there to uh, try and uh, rescue uh, her other son, who is on a terrorist uh, list, is in critical condition uh, and his life is, is, is pending uh, a surgery due to this case. So she goes in and then the information that she gives ends up being uh, used against them. And then it all kind of just um, with the bombing, everybody's gone. Um, yeah, so she is my loser for this episode for sure, covered entirely within Jack's uh, loser of Syria. I'm going to go to winners. What do we got? Uh, let's. We got Tia's. <laughs> we, got, we got Tia's winner. Uh, Keen, who's your winner for the episode? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jay, uh, a.k.a. I'm probably going to mispronounce it, uh, Nyambi Nyambi, uh, because um, the one thing that I love and I always notice is if you do a great job on one show on a network, that network will try to keep you around if they can. Uh, Fox was known for that. Uh, if you if you don't cross, if you don't burn the bridges with Disney, Disney will always you always have a job with Disney. <laughs> yeah. Marvel, because Nambi Nambi was on I think Mike and Molly for like a long time. So as soon as that was over, he was like, oh man, what am I gonna do? Uh, y'all y'all need somebody i'm over there and it was just he just picked right up and i want to see i'm excited to see the little like wonder twins tag team he has going with marissa i think i don't know obviously but that looks like the inkling of like um this is this is big but i think that, that has the inkling to be similar to what jack and karen was for will and grace where like even though they they weren't the title characters i only watch will and grace for jack and karen so I think that they have the potential to become that in this series. Okay. Uh, Molly? Um, I would say Henry Riddell winning this for me. Because um, I think he got he got what he wanted. He has his daughter mm-hmm. on his side, which I think is a big, big get at, uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I think he sort of swings, swings the pendulum back over his way a little bit of like, oh, maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe he is innocent. And he's the one being played. So, I think I think he he takes the cake. Yeah, and does Uncle Jacks just use the same password for everything? Uh, <laughs> Probably. Is, is that how he? Do you knows? hear him on the phone? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Uh, I think winner of this episode is Barbara. 
Uh, she's pulling her little strings. She's getting her way. You know, she gets to dunk on Julius for being a Trump voter, but also use that to get some business back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think while there is definitely a, a, a encroaching identity crisis that could be starting, it seems like she's like got a hold on it, that she is still very much in control of her firm and that it is, uh, I don't think, is it is it Reddick Bozeman Kolstad? Is she named, I think she's named partner, right? Yeah, so she, yeah. yeah. So she is still, you know, keeping true that it is still, you know, Kolstad's firm. For me, I think the, although this person could also be seen as a loser of the episode, uh, Julius, uh, I'm going to say that he's the winner of the episode in this particular, contained within this episode. I see there being some losery things happening as it, as it goes on, as foreshadowed maybe mm-hmm. uh, toward the end. Um, but he won he he won this company back and saved his entire um, well he saved three hundred thousand dollars for himself and everybody else three hundred thousand dollars each. Right now he's he's on top uh, because he's got that. Uh, he, he saved everybody a hell of a lot of money and made some money for the firm at the same time. So my winner of the week is Julius Kane. Um, mm-hmm. And that will uh, do it for this episode, uh, the Stup List, episode three of The Good Fights. Uh, we'll be back with uh, episode four soon. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Keen. And thank you, Molly. Bye. Bye. Bye.